AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash Brought to you by Toyota. Let's go places. Welcome to Forward Thinking. Hey there, everyone, and welcome to Forward Thinking, the podcast that looks at the future and says, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? I'm Jonathan Strickland. I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And I'm Joe McCormick. They just they just wait to see what I'm going to say at this point. Uh, today we wanted to talk a little more about holograms. Now we spoke about that in our last podcast, and uh, in case you did not hear that, I'll, I'll I'll catch you up on what a hologram actually is. Uh, right, because it's not quite the way that we perceive it from what movies tell us. Right, movies and TV have told us one thing, but what uh, what we're specifically referring to here is a method of imaging something, a, a three dimensional object, in such a way as to create the illusion of that 3D object in a visual medium. Uh, but it's a physical visual medium, whether it's a screen or uh, it's a plastic film or whatever. Uh, essentially, what you're using is a laser beam and a beam splitter. So you split that laser beam into two beams. One of those beams you call the object beam. You use mirrors to reflect that object beam onto an object. 
a three-dimensional object. And that light bounces off the object and onto uh, either holographic film or some sort of digital sensor. The second beam is called the reference beam. You uh, essentially direct that straight to the holographic film or the sensor without it having coming into contact with the object. Now, the information that the film picks up is these two different beams of, of light. Uh, and the the way those, those two beams interfere with one another, interact with one another, gives all the information you need to be able to create a three-dimensional uh, uh, visual representation of that object, assuming that you are able to use the same sort of light that was used to create that object. Uh, and then if you were to hold like a film up, a holographic, uh, holographic film that's got a hologram on it, it would look like there is a physical object just on the other side of that film. Right. Um, and so that's, that's your basis of, uh, holography. That's it. That's essentially how it works. Um, so it's a little different from R2-D2 rolling up and beaming out Princess Leia. Mm-hmm. But uh, we mostly talked about in the last episode about using holograms or 3D visualization effects for entertainment purposes. But that's not the only use of them, is it? Well, you know, th- that's the way we mostly encounter 3D, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to a 3D movie or, or looking at a 3D a hologram photo, you know, right. something that's mm-hmm. for entertainment or art or aesthetic value. But yeah, it turns out that there are actually um, good scientific uses for holograms uh, and some that can potentially even save lives. Sure. Well, um, and, and Joe, you were telling me about one about using holograms uh, for uh, in, in that life saving oh, yeah, yeah. technique used with firefighters. Right? Yeah, right. So um, so think about this. Um Imagine you're a firefighter mm-hmm. and you are, you know, you're responding to a house call. You arrive at a, a large house that um, is engulfed in flames. All and, right. And you go inside, but immediately you have you, you have a problem. And I think a lot of us probably haven't even thought about this. How do you know where people are? Right. If you have smoke house? and flames that are uh, obscuring your vision, mm-hmm. how can you see someone on the other side of it? Unless exactly. someone is shouting very clearly, then. Well, yeah. but even then, it might be extremely uh-huh. loud. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. And and you might not be able to hear. But uh, yeah. So so imagine you're in a big room and uh, there might be a wall of flame between you and, and or in a doorway, whatever. You can't see beyond it. Right. Um, and so this causes a lot of problems obviously right people responding to fire calls do you risk your life going into a room that may not have anyone on the other side when uh you know if if there's no one there then it would be tragic if a firefighter were to be injured or killed going in there to see if someone was there yeah and uh, i was just looking at the study i mean they say that uh in the united states there are three thousand deaths every year in house fires Mm. yeah so uh this is a big problem obviously Mm -hmm. um but the study I read was um, from some Italian researchers, and they figured out something interesting. Okay, so previously we had some technological ways of getting through uh, the the obfuscation created by smoke and fire. We had uh, infrared bolometry, B O L O M E T E R bolometer, mm-hmm. um, and and that that scans in the infrared spectrum, right? And so this was really helpful in seeing through smoke, right? Okay. Right. But then if you're looking at flames, right? Uh, infrared and heat. I mean, you're talking about just seeing a big bright 
image. Exactly. The, the radiation from the flames themselves would disrupt the IR spectrum and you couldn't see, you could see through smoke with, with the, uh, bolometers, but you couldn't see through flames. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what these Italian researchers figured out is that, um, by using, uh, holograms based on a continuous wave laser, uh, digital holograms, uh, mm-hmm. they could actually sample through flames. Oh, wow. And they would be able to detect with these lasers a holographic uh, image of what was beyond. And, and this was on a scale of the correct size to detect human movement and, and pick up the figures of, of a, a human shape. Pretty cool. So yeah. just by uh, using this laser and some holographic imaging, you were able to uh, to do something that otherwise would have been difficult or possibly even impossible to do. Mm-hmm. It's a really neat uh, implementation. I've got one. Uh, it's very sciencey. Uh, which is using holograms uh, to to image cells, yeah. uh, living cells, C-E-L-L-S. Uh, so one of the problems with looking at cells, if you're using a, a light microscope, mm-hmm. right? Cells cells don't aren't necessarily so small that light microscopes are useless. We can use light microscopes to look at objects on that that size, that scale. Well, what kind of light microscope to be? You're talking about a uh, like an optical microscope, like you look through a lens and yeah, yeah, that kind of mi- that's what I mean by light microscope, not like a scanning microscope scanning or electrons, something like yeah, that. Yeah, nothing no. like that. Uh, you're just using light and mm-hmm. and lenses to be able to get a look at something that's the, really small. The bright field microscope, exactly. Yeah. So. The problem with that is that, first of all, you're getting kind of a two-dimensional look at a cell. It's, you know, squished between, uh, mm-hmm. you know, some, some glass plates. And, uh, so you're not really getting a true look at what that cell really looks like. You're, you're getting mm-hmm. this top-down two-dimensional view of it. Another problem is that often in order to get a good look at the stuff that's inside a cell, you usually need to use some sort of dye or fluorescent material to highlight parts of that cell. I imagine that's not good for the cell. Uh, Well, yeah, you're pretty much not going to be able to look at living cells this way. At least they're not going to be living for very long. And also... Uh, it means that, you know, it's, it's still not a true representation of what the cell looks like. You're, you're altering the look of the cell mm-hmm. and you have to in order to be able to get a look at these things. Uh, so one way that some scientists have looked at, uh, at imaging cells that would give you a, a more um, realistic look at what a cell appears to be and also be able to look at living cells in more or less real time. Right now it's not quite real time. It's, there's a delay, mm-hmm. but, um, is using a hologram. You actually uh, use a, a split laser beam, just like I was saying before. You have that reference beam and the object beam. The object beam in this case is making contact with cells. And uh, then you record the pattern of phase shifts from the object beam, and you record the information using a digital camera. You recombine the beams, then you get that interference pattern from the two beams, and you analyze that using a computer with special software that then will build a 3D image based upon all of that information. Whoa. So, yeah, the computer's doing all the work for you once you've designed the software. I mean, <laughs> well, you, you right, have right, to build right. the so software you've first. written this incredibly complex program that, yeah. But, but you don't have to rewrite it every time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, yeah, then you can process the data using that software, build the 3D model of the cell. You can even take slices, digital slices of the cell and take a look at it. So you can take cross sections of a cell. Mm -hmm. Very useful. And you don't have to use the dyes or fluorescence to be able to get a look at the inside of it. Uh, Now, there was a team at a polytechnical university in Switzerland, uh, EPFL, which is, uh, pardon my French, (laughs) École Polytechnique Fédérale de Lausanne. 
It's a uh, terrible French. Je ne parle pas français bien malheureusement. Je préfère anglais. Better than um, my French. Yeah, my high school French, which was many, many years ago, has mostly faded from memory, so I do apologize. But the the technique <laughs> does give the ability to observe cellular behavior in real time, and you can even see how living cells react to different types of stimuli. Mm-hmm. This could be really useful in medicine because you could actually apply a tiny cellular dose of medicine to living cells and oh, wow. observe yeah. their reaction. So that way you know before you've ever gone to test on any sort of... Of large organism. Right, I mean, exactly. You, not, not even a human, but even or just even a mouse. not even a mouse. Yeah, right? yeah, you're just looking... You can look at just the cells, and if the cells immediately die off, you think, all right, well, oh, maybe we don't next, do that. Next, yeah. next step, yeah. Unless it's you know something like a cancer cell, in which case if the cancer cell dies off and the healthy cell doesn't, then you're thinking Good we times. might be onto something. Yeah, yeah so, um, so they actually showed... Uh, in a paper, they demonstrated the growth of a neuron. And what they did was they took a holographic image of a neuron cell every minute for an hour as it was growing. And then they played back that sequence of images. So you got the animation of a neuron cell growing cool. in three dimensions. Cool so, flip book there. Yeah. And uh, of course, the really important part here is using a very low intensity laser because lasers do generate heat. And of course, if you generate too much heat, you would damage the cells. Kill, right, right. Yeah. right. So that is an important part of this is that they have to use a specific kind of low intensity laser and not one of those high beams that you might use on you know inanimate objects. Mm-hmm. I think that's amazing that they can they can uh, sample holography on a scale that small. I wouldn't have thought so. Well, you well, know, they they're using lasers that have a precision of a 100 nanometers. Oh wow. wow, that's really tiny. It is. Holograms are incredibly precise. They're um, yes. they're, they're very high definition. Right, right. Yeah, they 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 are taking incredibly tiny measurements based upon the acts of photons. So, I mean, that's pretty tiny. So mm-hmm. you can get pretty precise. Now, Greg, if you you can't get too much further down the nanoscale because eventually right. your nanoscale, you're going to go beyond the, the range of visual the visual spectrum. Visual exactly. acuity, yeah. yeah. You're, you're going to run out of photosensitive uh, space. Yeah. Right? You mean, would essentially <laughs> – you, you could switch to other parts of the electromagnetic spectrum – and sample it that way if you were able to find a way to to digitally interpret that information into a means that would create it uh, a visual representation for us then it would work mm-hmm. but you know you can only go so far with visual with actual like light that's visible to us you know using something like an infrared uh, laser right, as opposed right. to a red or green or laser mm-hmm. so. yeah it's it's usually red lasers i think in the in the creation of um uh, these non-scientific entertainment holograms right. but but anyway that that precision actually ties into one thing that i was reading about which is um uh, holography being used in conjunction with something called optogenetics um this is research being done at the uh, Technion Israel Institute of Technology and uh optogenetics is um it's a therapy that's used to um, to deliver light-sensitive proteins to eyes, to, to retinas specifically that have been damaged, uh, usually by some kind of disease that leads to ge- degeneration, like um, uh, retin hmm. retinitis pigmentosa. <laughs> that one right there. Yeah. <laughs> I even I even I even syllabalized it out for myself, and I was just like, yeah, no, I have no idea what that says. <laughs> I can't read. It's no, it they, these are not English words. <laughs> That does that does sound like something in Harry Potter. Like, yes, so retinitis <laughs> pigmentosa. It does. Anyway, um, so so yeah, so so damaged damaged nerve cells is the output of this disease, and it can eventually lead to blindness. Mm-hmm. Um, and optogenetics takes 
takes these proteins from algae or bacteria and um, allows a cell that it's inserted into to begin uh, uh, to be photosensitive again. So it's gene therapy. It's gene therapy. Yeah. Right. So so right now we haven't even gotten into the hologram part. Right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> this, this is this is just putting in putting in proteins that give some photosensitivity back to cells that otherwise have been losing that. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And 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 this is an incredibly cool therapy. Um. The the only problem with it is that these newly photosensitive cells. Um, aren't quite working at the same optimal levels that they would have been originally. Right. And so researchers are, are still looking into the best way to deliver light patterns to these cells so that they can, um, so that they can interpret the signals as naturally as possible. Right. So essentially you're talking about kind of activating these cells through pulses of light. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, the, what, what's key they've found is, is, um, intensity, precision, and, uh, diffusion. Of the stimuli. And that's a tough combo to get. That's a really tough combo to get, but it's also exactly what a hologram is. Right. Because a laser on its own is very precise, but the other, it won't fulfill the other criteria. Right. It's very precise and it's very intense, but when you've uh, output it into holographic format, it's also very diffuse. Right. So that's, that's the combination of things that make it uh, ideal for this kind of therapy. Oh, right. And so, so what they're looking at is creating, um, a prosthetic or, or, or goggles or something like that that will, uh, interpret data, you know, interpret visual data and project it as a hologram onto, onto the surface for people to see and, and then let yourselves do the rest of the work. Interesting. Wow. So, so you, what you're saying is you'd have a pair of glasses that were showing you holographic images. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that, yeah, that, that are that are optimized for your new cells to interpret that information. That's awesome. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it turns out there's quite a few uses for holograms beyond, uh, you know, some protection on a credit card or or currency or uh, Tupac. Tupac. You know, that's not, that's, that's not a hologram. I also think we shouldn't necessarily play down the purely aesthetic benefits of 3D imagery. Sure. Um because also when you think about it, uh, imagine Star Trek or, or any other. Uh, Very easy for me to do. Yeah, just imagine it. Just, just think, really, of, think just of Star Trek and the words will come. Yes. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, think about So they've got like a holodeck, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, some, next generation forward, yes. Right, right. Okay. They've got a room they can go into that uh, reliably creates uh, well, what? Can we? Can well, we, maybe not can reliably. Can we qualify reliably? Yeah, yeah. I would say ir- irreliably. Yeah. Is that a word? That- <laughs> Sorry. That creates a uh, convincing 3D effect yes. to people. Right. And I can actually see why this would be a, a more than – trivial goal sure if you're exploring space uh-huh. i mean we're we're children of this planet earth yep and uh we're very very accustomed to our environments you know seeing trees and, and thinking the blue sky makes us feel good right going to the I, ocean or... yeah mm-hmm. i i can't imagine that it would be good for your psychological state to be trapped in a metal or you know fully synthetic spaceship all the time. Right. Right. Yeah, well, you, yeah, like, don't, don't they have studies about how long people are allowed to be on submarines before they will, in fact, go stir crazy and try to kill everybody? I, yeah. I think it varies from person to person. I don't think it's like, you know, he's got two days to go. <laughs> I don't think that's the, the case. But It's not a half-life. It's, it's a little bit. What? I mean, we like certainly... you really thought that's what she was suggesting? No, like the... no but I was interpreting it the way I would wanted to. Uh, no, uh, no, for humor purposes, there that's are, what we do, folks. There are there are certainly studies that go into this. I mean, that was the whole 
point of the the uh, project where people were supposed to be sequestered from all of society for know, like six months or something mm-hmm. in order to kind of simulate the conditions that would happen if if you were to create a Mars colony, for example, mm-hmm. so that you would be able to see how long can someone go without that. And of course, we don't have the benefit of something like a holodeck to recreate these scenes. So it psychologically it's going to be very demanding upon anyone who takes upon that sort of endeavor to mm-hmm. to you know especially talking about going to Mars i mean most most of the projections i see right now are talking about that being a one way trip right yeah. so right. you you go you set up shop and that's where you are for the rest of your life well i mean you can imagine for a lot of people it's not that they don't want to see mars i mean going to mars would be amazing it's that they don't want to leave earth right or they don't want to see mars all the time, forever, forever. right? Which, exactly. And depending upon how how well that that uh, place is made, forever may be very yeah. short. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's just that it's not the addition of Mars that makes it a scary sure. proposition. It's the subtraction of Earth. Yes, exactly. Right, right. But uh, but a holodeck would at least psychologically give you some sort of release from that. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, or or even in training purposes, uh, going back to medicine, if a if a doctor in training could have a fully holographic uh, haptic hologram. That you could yeah. interact with. Oh, right. So that way when when your hand would seem to come into contact with whatever it is, you would get the feedback from some sort of device so that you would have a, a – a, from your sense of touch, you would have that same sort of uh, feedback as you're getting from your sense of sight. Oh, right. And, and they're, they're starting work on that. There's a bunch of researchers that are working on that problem precisely. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, also in, in, a, in a smaller scale, if you go to Disney World, the new um, hitchhiking ghosts at the end of the Haunted mansion ride involve a little bit of um, interactive 3D imaging that is tracking, uh, like a connect would track your your motion, the motion of the guests in the cars, and uh, having the animations interact with you that way. Right. Yeah, I'd have to imagine that kind of thing would really be almost required if you were going to have good uh, telesurgery, right? And, and people have talked oh, about yeah. telesurgery mm-hmm. in the future. Oh, there's, right? there's telesurgery now. Right. But, I mean, yeah, to really get the kind of control that a surgeon needs, I mean, it, it would seem like you, you'd have to have some kind of simulation of 3D. Usually, yeah. Usually there's a uh, some sort of uh, uh, simulation of 3D as well as uh, a device that the surgeon holds that gives some uh, haptic feedback. Mm-hmm. Uh, often there's also a... a a ratio for how far the surgeon moves versus how far the robotic arm that actually is right. holding the the surgical tools, how far it moves. So you can do some very precise, very delicate surgery hundreds of miles away from the you know, you know the surgeon's one place and the patient's somewhere else. Uh, you can actually do very delicate surgery that way, but it is important to build these systems in place, both for the imaging aspect so that the surgeon is is doing exactly what needs to be done and the whole feedback loop so that, you know, mm-hmm. everything is uh, – it's not just the visual cues that the surgeon is working off of. Right. But yeah, uh, I'm sure we'll see holograms worked into other aspects, uh, things that are useful and things that are entertaining. Not that entertaining doesn't have its own use, but um, – I'm really excited about where the future is in this. And uh, and speaking of the future, like we have been, uh, if you guys out there have any suggestions for topics that we should cover in forward thinking, please get in touch with us. 
Send us an email. Our address is fwthinking at discovery.com or go to fwthinking.com and check out our blogs, check out the video series. You can listen to other episodes of the podcast. You can uh, find us on our various social networks. We have links to all of that. So if you want to follow us on Twitter or Facebook, come be our friends. We're lonely and we miss you. And uh, hey, we'll talk to you again really soon. For more on this topic and the future of technology, visit forwardthinking.com. Brought to you by Toyota. Let's go places. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.